0: Hello and welcome to an extremely nervy edition of Closed Calls here on the 42.ie, brought to you in association with Air Sport. Uh, it is finally here, the second leg of Ireland versus Denmark for a place in the World Cup in Russia next summer. My name is Gavin Casey, my nerves are at me and before we kick off, we want to hear from you guys at home. So if you've got a prediction for tonight's game and as to who is going to go through, please do send them on to us. You will be in with a chance of winning the 42's brand new book behind the lines which is going to be on sale in all good bookstores on friday it is currently on sale online as well i think we're starting the deliveries uh, from the online orders today and just please note if your copy does arrive alongside some lewd hand-drawn uh, portraits of shawnee mcguire signed by a man named paul dollary please uh, accept our apologies and send them in the general direction of cork on post we'll take it from there i am joined here in the 42 studios by the man himself paul Dollery. paul has tricks
1: Great, Gav. Yeah, I woke up this morning with a, a bad old dose of World Cup fever, but I'm feeling all right, all things considered. Yeah.
0: Ah, things could be worse. Things could be worse. i joining us on Skype as well, just outside the Aviva Stadium, the scene of tonight's action. It is Danny. Do- sorry, Ben Blake of the 42.e. Benji, how are things?
2: Hello, gents. How are you? How are you? Coming to you here from a. Minute fresh, beautiful afternoon down at the Aviva Stadium. Got down nice and early because I had this free grub
0: gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's classic you, Ben, really. But listen, lads, I've got a theory. Um, the Danes, right? Spoofers, I think. Absolute spoofers, Paul. I'm just looking at the game last weekend, or on Saturday rather, and looking at some of the comments coming out. I mean, uh, Sisto was saying uh, Ireland were playing a brand of football that teams who were having difficulty playing soccer, that's right. uh, Remarkable stuff. Simon Kier primitive, he described us as, uh, we were compared to a tin of beans at one stage, and then the manager, Age, Age Hiraida, said uh, Ireland were waiting for us to make a mistake, I haven't the patience for that type of football, like, what's he on about there, because from what I saw, Denmark were just absolutely lofting the ball, and Ireland's box for 90 odd minutes couldn't break us down, it's not as if they're playing a sort of a Brazilian style of football either, are they going over, over the top here with their sort of, I don't know, condescending remarks about Irish football? As, as true as there
1: maybe there is a sense of panic on their part i think that they're finally recognising the kind of difficulties that the Welsh had, the Austrians had and even prior to that what the difficulties Germany had in breaking us down and maybe there is kind of some you know, element of mind games in their part trying to drag Ireland out for the second leg like tonight and be a bit more attacking but yeah certainly from what we saw them they were a lot more direct I think than what people would have expected they went over the top a couple of times and um, yeah I mean going back to your original comment about them being bluffers I'm not sure to go that far but certainly they're, they're very beatable, they're a better te- team technically than Ireland but uh, there's Certainly not the most daunting prospect we faced over the last couple of years.
0: No, that's true and the two of you guys obviously were in Copenhagen to watch that first leg. Um, ben, what did you make of the Danes? Like, I mean, if they're calling us a tin of beans, would it be fair to say they maybe resemble one of their own pastries? Like look decent on paper, not much substance uh, behind it all though.
2: Yeah, well that's it. They certainly talked themselves up in the it uh, pre-match. Um we did kind of think we were coming up against decent opposition but as Saturday night showed they didn't have a huge amount to them Um, as you mentioned there Simon Kiard tried a couple of diagonal balls and they did pay off getting in that chance that Larson uh, struck at goal Randolph had to make a double save on that occasion but as the game kind of wore on it looked like they didn't have a huge amount to them, so I wouldn't be hugely uh, fearful now going into the second
0: leg. Yeah, big time. A reminder to you guys at home, if you're just tuning in, you can be in with a chance of winning our brand new book behind the lines. Just send us uh, send us in your predictions for tonight's game. We've got a couple here. Uh, Jojo Jobs says one nil Ireland. Shane Duffy with a header from an early corner. Then everyone behind the ball for the next unbearable eighty five minutes. Well, do you know what Jojo Jobs? We would take that. Uh, Kieran Rice. Uh, I will take an awful scrappy one nil win from an OG in the most boringest boar fest that Ireland could possibly serve up and so would I, Uh Kobe not Kobe Bryant says 1-0 Denmark what the hell are you at Kobe frankly our nerves are already bad enough and then Paul <laughs> Kelly goes and spoils it all by saying 2-0 Denmark <laughs> uh, I, I think it's fair to say the books and the Sean McGuire portraits will not be going in their direction Paul uh, if we were to look at a possible 11 for Ireland tonight. Do you suspect there will be many changes from the team that lined out on Saturday? Obviously a lot of talk that David Moyler is going to come in considering he was on media duty yesterday.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, as you and I, I'm sure we'll both agree that there was a serious lack of Corkman in the team last Saturday night. It was a disgrace, so Moyler has to come straight back in, but I, all jokes aside, I mean, Moyler's performances in the last few games prior to Saturday night mean he'll, you would assume he'll come back into that holding midfield role as captain again. So that's definitely one change. Um, I don't want to come over all Eamon Dunphy here, but I really would like to see Wes Hoolan in the team who you kind of drop out uh, as a result of that I'm not so sure maybe Jeff Hendrick probably struggling to have an impact on the last couple of games uh, well the la- last Saturday night sorry and um, Harry Arter maybe could be in trouble but yeah I mean if, we, if we're looking to try and get on the front foot a bit more than we were on Saturday night then yeah the good old uh, Irish Messi could be the man to do it for us
0: yeah Ben when you finish robbing carries there what do you reckon like can Wes come in and do a job for, for 90 minutes or even like say for the first hour or so or would you reckon he's more impactful off the bench like there seems to be a kind of a feeling out there now that, I don't know, as time goes on and we've gotten a couple of good results without him, and also I suppose his impact has been fairly minimal of late, that his international career is just sort of dwindling down and he's no longer essential, whereas he still surely has the quality to, to make, a, I suppose, to impact the game again if, if Ireland need to need him to.
2: Yeah, apologies about the alarm. It looks like there's a bit of um, afternoon burglary going on in, in Dublin 4 here at the moment. But um, yeah, Wes, it's, it's a big debate and it's been going on every time I suppose he doesn't he doesn't start. Um personally I would feel that he's probably gonna be if it's nil all off the bench after about an hour. I am um, Paul mentioned there kinda of Harry Arthur Harry Arthur possibly being in trouble, but I i think his pressing and his uh, work around the middle of the field is essential for Ireland and he he didn't when he got on the ball on Saturday night he, he didn't actually pick out a player, he was happy to launch it forward but he does have passing ability and he's got great legs in there so I'd like to see him start and um, I think up front probably Shane Long needs to come in um, and Dar- Darryl Murphy didn't really we didn't play to his strengths first of all so he, he kind of had to run around and, and chase lost causes for much of the game and it's it certainly didn't work well we got the nil all draw but in terms of um, the long striker role, he, he didn't really have much success. So despite the fact that Shane Long hasn't scored in 29 matches for Club or Country, which kind of goes back to last February, I still think that he, he's probably the, the best we have to play in that role tonight.
0: Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with that, Paul, to be honest, because I think if you look at, well, if you look at our two main options uh, as strikers, it is going to be Murphy or Long, realistically. Ben is right, we didn't play to his strengths, uh, Murphy on Saturday. I think Ireland rarely played at Murphy's strengths, to be honest, and he seems to... Be almost, I don't know. um, He does. He does. He doesn't really impact games uh, from what I've seen of him in the Ireland jersey. But at the same time, if you were to look at tonight, when the impetus is on Ireland to actually go and attack and put the Danish defence under a little bit of pressure, there is nobody worse from a defensive perspective surely than Shane Long. Not necessarily that he's going to sort of fashion chances, but just the fact that he's so annoying. You could surely have long kind of tire them out, stretch them a small bit with his movement for an hour, and then maybe you can bring on Murphy. He might be a little bit more effective.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, you look at Daryl Murphy, and you know he was never the most mobile player anyway. And at 34 years of age, having played whatever it was, 74 minutes I think, on Saturday night. How long are we realistically going to get out of him and as you said i think there's going to be a much higher tempo to the game tonight because it's a winner takes all game um shane long is going to is going to suit that as you say you know he'll run the channels he'll put the defenders under pressure there'll be a lot of times where he's up there in his own he won't have a whole lot of backup murphy isn't really going to put put the pressure on the the danish back four in that regard i think long will be the man to do it. i know the the lack of a goal until or since last february for club or country is a massive concern but it, it has to end sometime that drought and you know, Shane Long, I really honestly don't think he's ever let Ireland down in a big game, certainly in terms of endeavour and effort. And, uh, you know, we, we all remember the the big goal he scored against Germany a couple of years back. You know, the, tonight might be a, a night for another one of those, you know?
0: Yeah, big time. And I mean, even that goal aside, like, I seem to remember, well, it, w- it was the case, obviously, because he has not scored. Like, going back to the Euros, even, Shane Long was going through a, a difficult time. The first couple of games uh, really didn't have any kind of major effect on, on Ireland's games. And then it was... In that last 16 of France, in the couple, opening couple of minutes, he kind of, well, we can say he wins a penalty. I mean, I, I think it was a penalty, to be honest, but he was at least in the position where uh, the French f- defenders were sort of forced to fail him. And it is that little thing, a kind of a split-second manoeuvre or reaction to a loose ball that long brings you to the think Murphy doesn't bend. So, like, if you're in Martin O'Neill's shoes, which I know you're not, but if you were Martin O'Neill, who, I'll rephrase it, How, who do you think he will start tonight as opposed to who do you think is the better player to start?
2: I think you know, like, the answer, answers to both questions are um, Shane Long. I think he will start with him. He's an absolute nuisance to defenders. As I mentioned earlier, Simon Carr got on the ball, himself and Andreas Bielin, at the back had far too much time. Um, Murphy had to chase along the back four, and he's, he's not the man to do it. So I think Shane Long will be in there. And as you said yourself there, uh, Murphy played uh, 70-odd minutes, so... I think Long is the man to, Is the man for the job tonight.
0: What about the Danes, then, Ben? Uh, can we expect many changes on their behalf? Uh, or how do you reckon they're going to line up?
2: Well, they don't have any fresh injuries from Saturday night. I um, was talking the Danish press this morning that there's possibly two changes. Um, Peter Anerksson, who played right full-back, could be dropping out of the team for Andreas Christensen, who's, who's of Chelsea, who plays uh, naturally as a centre-half. But he could possibly come coming in, in at right full um, then further up the field, um, Yusuf Pilsen, who came on as a substitute and actually had a great chance to score with Darren Randolph, saving from his header uh, late on. He could get the nod in the um, on the right-hand side of the front tree, or possibly in in the middle of the front tree with Nikolai Jorgensen dropping out.
0: Yeah, and like, it's interesting because as much as they might change their personnel, it seems as though... Um Well, certainly, like Peter Schmeichel, when we spoke to him last week, he kind of indicated that it's due to our current personnel that we play this direct approach. Again, it was a little bit surprising to see them go so direct. I I thought it was borderline Irish at times, with the greatest respect to to ourselves. But even those changes you've named there are potential changes. It doesn't seem as though they're going to change anything drastically, and it's still going to be a very direct approach. I'm not sure if Denmark necessarily have a plan B where, even in a more uh, expansive pitch, that they can necessarily take advantage of it on the ground at least.
2: Yeah, well, you would have thought like every day in the run up to the first leg, the talk was about Christian Eriksen. All the Irish players were asked about Christian Eriksen. All the Danish players, the Danish manager were asked about. I suppose this one world class player that that's involved in the game. He kind of was on the periphery of the first leg. He he had a couple of shots from from distance, but in the main didn't really trouble us. You would kind of feel that they if they had any intelligence about them would get the ball into into Thomas Delaney or Williams' Trist and and. Played into Eriksson early on, kind of give him space and time to run at the defence, but um, I'd predict that they'd probably just go something similar and with diagonal balls from long.
0: What do you reckon, Paul? I mean, Ben mentions Eriksson there. He was on the periphery, right? Obviously, we know he only needs kind of a, I don't know, a defensive lapse or a slip or even a, a, a ball bouncing out from the box and he can make something happen. You know, he didn't come necessarily overly close to force a good save from Randolph on, on Saturday night, but I suppose it's unlikely that he'll be as quiet again and maybe he is the one player in that Danish team that, again, with this bigger pitch and with the impetus in Ireland
1: to attack, he might be able to take advantage. Yeah, you do get the impression that he still has a lot more to offer this tie. He actually got the, the Man of the Match award over in Copenhagen, which I was probably slightly surprised by. Not that he had a bad game or anything, but he certainly didn't dictate the game the way maybe we expected. Yeah, I, I think he's probably got more to offer and he would be a concern, especially, you know, you kind of wonder about dead balls around the just outside the penalty area. You could see him maybe paying one in top corner. Um, but if there was one other player actually who I'd be concerned about having a, a real impact on the game from the Danish point of view it was Peony Sisto. Uh, ben actually spoke about him a lot in the league. Up to the game, I think Ben was saying that he's actually leading uh, La Liga for assists at the moment, which is it's no mean feat considering the caliber of players that he's you know in contention for that title with. Like so, he got in behind the Ireland back for a couple of times last Saturday, and it was quite concerning. He's very tricky, you know. He's he's got pace. He looks like the kind of guy who could cause us problems. In fairness, to Cyrus Christie he had a really good game Saturday night, so he did a good job of policing him. So yeah, Eriksson is still obviously the main threat, but if there was one other guy, I think uh, Sisto is definitely one to keep an eye on.
0: Yeah, we'll have to see uh, how it plays out for his sister. I apologise for calling him a spoofer at the top of the show. Uh, A couple of predictions from you guys at home. Keep them flying in if you want to be in with a chance of winning our brand new book, Behind the Lines. Uh, Paddy Cummins says, Tried a prediction of 2-1 to the Danes last weekend thinking I might be different to people saying nil all. This time Ireland will have to attack and will need two goals to ensure the Danes don't sneak one and take qualification away. So I'm going to say nil all tonight. <laughs> Good. <laughs> That's a great one from Paddy. John Kelly, nil all after extra time. Penalties, 3-1 Ireland. That is extremely specific from John. And hopefully, I mean, listen, we've taken absolutely Ciarán O'Connor. Uh, can you give a shout out to Ciarán O'Connor? I can, Ciarán. Uh, and one nil to Ireland is Ciarán's prediction. Cheers for tuning in, Ciarán. Appreciate it. And thanks for your prediction as well. Uh, Derek O'Finigon says, We need to believe as a nation we
1: can do this. D- do we believe, Lats? Paul, do you believe Absolutely, yeah, a hundred percent. I think, I mean, as we were mentioning earlier on, there's a danger of building the Danes up to be, you know, something a little bit more than what they are. They're not uh, you know, a very unbeatable side by any stretch of the imagination. I think as well, listening to their comments coming out of their camp in the last couple of days, it kind of it mirrors a, a kind of a lot of what you hear from the other decent teams that we play. You know, the Welsh, the Germans, the Austrians, as we said earlier on. You know, they give the usual platitudes of Ireland are a very physical side. They're full of endeavour and stuff like that but there's no way we're gonna to lose to a team who plays such terrible football. And Neanderthals. Then, Neanderthals, exactly, yeah. yeah. And then in, uh, when the tie is over, they end up scratching their heads saying, you know, what the hell just happened there? So there's a, almost like an element of deception involved in the way Ireland are playing under Martin O'Neill. Martin O'Neill puts the opposition under this kind of hypnosis. And yeah. all of a sudden we're, uh, you know, we're looking at them in the rearview mirror with a victory. We seem to do that an
0: awful lot. We seem to lull opposition teams into almost a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. And I suppose in fairness, when you're playing at this level, if a team's only redeeming feature really is the fact that they're sturdy defensively the likes of Christian Eriksen, you're going to be like well, our own goal isn't going to be under much threat and obviously you're going to back yourself to break them down at some point, but I don't know what to say more often than not, but at least very often teams aren't able to break us down but Ben, to play uh, the devil's advocate I suppose like if Denmark do score tonight I mean I'll I'll put this to you right and I I apologize for the kind of spot quiz but if I was to tell you that we played uh, in the last decade so going back to October 2007 we've played 41 uh, games against teams that you would say would be ranked first second or third seeds in qualification in competitive games how many times in those 41 games do you reckon Ireland have scored two goals
2: I'd uh, say so you could count on one hand anyway
0: yeah, well if you had six fingers you'd be able to count it on one hand right uh, but the only problem is we've only won two of those go- uh, games in which we've scored uh, two goals or more and like looking at the results so Serbia 2 all in this qualification campaign there was the Bosnia playoff which, where we beat Bosnia 2-0 um, the Austria 2-all draw remember that game when David Alaba's deflected free kick broke our hearts in 2013 yeah. it goes back as far as Estonia the 4-0 game it goes back as far as losing 3-2 at home to Russia and it goes back as far as drawing 2-all in Croke Park with Italy you know what I mean so these are, like these games are extremely few and far between for Ireland if we do concede tonight do we have it within us to score two goals Because we against a, I suppose serious operators in Denmark in then, do we have it in us to uh, actually double our usual tally
2: like you said, there the stats kind of show that it's hugely unlikely. But I actually have faith in uh, in our goalkeeper and our back four, and even as the team as a whole in a defensive um, frame. Basically, you look at the the, the last campaign. We've we six clean sheets from that. We've three clean sheets from our last three consecutive games. Martin O'Neill was saying that he does expect them to uh, he does expect Denmark to score, and I think that's probably with kind of just. To keep the hopes alive if we do concede that we still have to go and score two but I, I, I think we could probably keep keep Denmark at bay tonight and and, and grab a, a sneaky 1-0 win late on
0: yeah I mean like that's the thing I, I suppose we're pl- again kind of playing devil's advocate and saying like it's unlikely that we're going to be able to hold them a again and yet I mean say barring a kind of a, a nice goal worked by Serbia the Aviva like we held Wales didn't again didn't create much at the other end but we, we obviously are sturdy defensively um, Paul like <laughs> I don't know. You look at this and, and you kind of think there's almost an inevitability that somebody's going to slip or some ball is going to bobble to somebody and we're going to be in serious trouble. And yet, in the, whole, in the Copenhagen leg, which both of you guys were at, I, I certainly didn't think we were under immense pressure. I thought for the most part Ireland dealt with the Denmark's diagonal long balls into the box reasonably well and there wasn't much that I thought, Geez, that really might trouble us in the return leg. What do you reckon? Can we hold them out tonight?
1: I think so, yeah. We can definitely hold them out. I mean, if we can keep a clean sheet away from home, which we've done in Copenhagen, we've done in Cardiff, we've done it in Vienna though, as well in this campaign. We can certainly do it at home, even though I know the away form has probably been a little bit better. But yeah, we can definitely keep them out. It's, you know, it's a big ask. The problem then is do we score or do we bring it into extra time? Is it going to go to a penalty shootout? But I must say, you know, there's been a lot of talk over the last few days about the quality of the football and, you know, the manner in which we go about it. But maybe it says a lot about my character and personality, but whether it's a 5-0 win with a hat-trick from Shane Long or... And ninety eighth minute winner from Shane Duffy's backside. I'll be equally as joyous about it. Ah, uh, you're only here for the banter, Paul. Uh, ben, like
0: if you were to look at the Ireland team, uh, I suppose we look. This isn't an unfamiliar juncture for us either, in that. Like I would have said before the away leg, actually, that e- despite the fact that nil all in the away leg isn't really perceived as a good result anymore, I thought it actually might suit Ireland in the ba- on the basis that you're bringing them back to Dublin for a one off game in which we've impressed in the past. Now, yeah, our home form hasn't been sparkling by any stretch of the imagination, but at the same time, it is literally, I mean, pardon the cl- cliche, it is a cup final, to reach the recent World Cup. And in these games now, uh, this Ireland squad has proved that I suppose they have the cojones; they have the ability to to go and get it done. Like, does that stand Ireland tonight? From I suppose almost a psychological standpoint, or just a familiarity with um, with the circumstances?
2: I think it most certainly will. I think they have the ability to get the job done. Get the job done um, in a kind of style that's not particularly pretty, but it's effective. So, yeah, I think the vast majority of the squad that are there have, have been in have had. This experience go back two years ago with the Bosnia playoff. So yeah, I do think that was them
0: Yeah, I mean you mentioned the vast majority of the squad, and of course, uh, look, if things don't go our way tonight, we're probably going to be bidding farewell to quite a number of, of senior figures in the squad. Ben, who, yeah. who do you reckon might step away if if all goes wrong tonight?
2: Well, I was our training yesterday, and actually that exact question just popped into my head, and I was looking through the players and kind of thinking. Who would be happy to stick around for the for the Euro twenty twenty campaign? Um, I'm fairly certain that John O'Shea is probably finished at this stage. He he's a squad player in, in this uh, part of his career now. He he's kind of a backup centre half. He's been a great servant and one of our finest players, especially considering his club career, the the honours he's won. Um, I'd say possibly Glenn, Glenn Whelan could be finishing up. Wes Hoolahan came to international uh, football late on, but he. He, he's 35 now, so I think that he could possibly be done as well. And John Walters is another one. He, he could possibly hold on for two more years, but I'd say he might finish up.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we'll be seriously depleted afterwards, so let's uh, let's light some candles and hope we get over the line. Lads, before I get your own predictions, I'll just check a couple from... The folks at home, David Bosang says 5-3 Ireland after penalties with a shamrock emoji uh, for effect. I mean, a lot of people predicting penalties, wouldn't that be something else? Brandon Shanahan says 1-0 Ireland, Shane Long to score. Um, Yeah, a lot of love for Shane Long coming in here, actually. Um, Paul, I might start with yourself. Are we going to get over the line? Are we going to be in Russia next summer?
1: Yeah, well we hope, you know, we haven't the last time we were in the World Cup I was actually doing my leaving search, which will tell you how long ago it's been, you know, as you can see from the grey hairs that are creeping in here, that was a long, long time ago. Not a sign of a grey <laughs> hair, don't be so But after so you know, after missing out in three tournaments, you know, we, we all love the, the the World Cup as football fans. We're gonna watch it regardless of whether Ireland are involved or not. But you do kind of get sick of sitting at home on a random Wednesday afternoon watching Costa Rica versus Iran you know you want us to be involved and it's been a long wait and I think we, there's a real opportunity for us here and if we don't get through tonight there's going to be a sense of missed opportunity because this is no great shakes of a Denmark side I know that's you know that's a big statement given that we're not exactly world beaters ourselves but I think we've got the beatings of them tonight I'm going to go against your stat earlier on of Ireland not scoring more than once in big games and I think uh, I'm going to go for a 2-1 win tonight
0: so Wow, that's a huge call. Ben, can the tin of beans be prized open by the Danes tonight, or will we get it done, do you reckon?
2: I think we'll get the job done. I think Paul should count himself lucky. In 2002, I was doing my junior cert, and I haven't got a scrapper here now. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, as I, as I kind of touched on earlier on, I think that we will get a 1-0 win. I think it will get into the latter stages. Denmark will get frustrated, and we will score from a set-piece. Possibly Shane Duffy up from the header, ball to fall loot and someone unlikely source like maybe Stephen Ward to to kind of blast it into the back of the net and, and send us to Russia.
0: Sweet mother of all. That's good and pure. I'm getting excited now. There you have it. The Danes, as I said, are spoofers. Ireland to coast. The victory tonight in dublin really looking forward to it enjoy the game wherever you are keep the uh, predictions coming in as well we'll be checking them as the evening progresses and we will get in touch with the winner of the book a reminder that behind the lines is on sale and all good bookstores on friday and you can currently order it online the deliveries are starting today cheers for tuning in cheers for all the comments cheers to ben outside the aviva uh, you better head away there before you get arrested and cheers to my friend paul dollary nice one We will be back on Friday to look ahead to Carl Frampton's return to the ring and also Jamie Conlon's IBF world title fight in Belfast, but until then, take care.